Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the LCR Media Podcast. It's Mr. Producer. If you're listening in real time, then you know Naylor is at GIE and preparing for the big Influencers Live event Friday morning, 8 a.m. in the main ballroom. That's B103. Kohler is sponsoring the event, and I'm hearing one lucky attendee is going to win a drone. How cool is that? For up-to-the-minute details, make sure you're following The Rookie on IG at LCR Media. That's LCR Media. Now, today's show is part two of his interview with Charles Nelson with Stepping Stone Landscaping out of Richmond, Virginia. So let's get to it. I'm making this up on the spot um, as just an intro to this, but uh, (laughs) I would say it's like a... uh, 50 to 100 or a one to two ratio, right? So for every $1 I spend, it's almost like $2 in their mind as far as, you know, realistically, right? We'll look at cell phones, for example. I'm pulling up one of my guys. I value his cell phone at $1,020 a year, right? Try, try going to get that phone by yourself for that amount of money. There's no way. You go to there and you want to buy a brand new iPhone, what is it, 13 that's coming out right now? that has 256 gigs, that has unlimited data plan, unlimited everything, whatever else, you're probably looking at a hundred and however much money a month. Plus, if you break it, you know, that's on you. If you do anything else, you're paying the bill, all that stuff. I take all that off the, off the plate. It's, you know, it's a benefit. You get it upgraded, you know, so all I say is, Hey, keep it. We do cell phone inspections every week. So you better have a clean screen protector on there. If you don't, well, guess what? I got them for you. There's no excuse. Put one on there because if you treat things nicely, you're going to keep them nice longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just the cell phone. You know, this guy, you know, one of my employees, for example, here, he's got 40 hours of PTO. Um, he has a clothing allowance. I say $100 clothing allowance. That's a complete lie. Um, I heard somebody recently say, I saw an advertisement for their uh, their job posting, and it said, you know, one of the perks was one free set of work boots a year. Mm-hmm. I'll give you 10 I don't care. You know, if you need a new pair of boots, I'm going to get you a new pair of boots. If you're taking care of me, I'm going to take care of you. doesn't even question. It doesn't even come across my mind. I just tell Ryan to figure out the size of the shoe and just go order it. Right. Um, it's as simple as that. Like Cujo, I think I've bought five or six pairs this year. We tried them out. The guys like them. Someone else. Putting a smile on my guy's face is worth two weeks of 
them working hard and, you know, feeling like they're taken care of. It's not, you can't buy them a new pair of shoes and think, you know, you're buying loyalty. No, but I want to take care of my guys. Um, I want to make sure that they are working at the, you know, they should know that I care about them. I do. I, I don't have one family to feed. I have multiple families to feed. I'm responsible for their livelihoods and, you know, shoes, shirts, work pants. I think earlier in the year, uh, three of my guys went out to Walmart together and spent like, I don't know, $350 on work pants just because they're wearing ratty jeans and it's not a priority to them. They don't think about it, but I made them go out and get some. <laughs> right. Um, that that's but, pennies. But, but, but with your money though, it's not oh, like yeah, you forced them to buy it themselves. No, right? I didn't buy them. So I'm not, not reimbursing them. No, here's the credit right. card. Go do it. Give me the receipt. That's what I want you to do, you know, it's, you'll feel better. You're not getting wet and, you know, dirty on your knees and everything because it's, you know, going through and whatever else, blah, blah. Um, and it's in the end of the day, how, how much does that really cost me? You know, when I have a guy that's worth every penny I pay him and he comes in every day when I look at who I compare him to, which are the people that are not here sitting at home, you know, complaining about something, you know, how tough life is. When here he is every day crushing it and giving me his 110%. Um, there, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm not, there's not a line I'm going to draw in the sand of, you know, I say a hundred dollars. That's right. just, you know, yeah, that's just like a random, I don't yeah. think you can buy a pair of boots for $100. Um, <laughs> not good ones anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. so, so do you think that's cheaper than, uh, do, do you think that's, um, not cheaper? Do you think that that's, that costs less than, than paying them more? You know what I mean? Like per hour, like why not just pay them more per hour? I, you got to do that as well. I'm just playing devil's There's, advocate. Yeah, you know, no, but, I, I completely agree. I think it, it comes down to the... Um, so you're paying them more and you're letting them do all this stuff, giving yeah. them phones and clothes and all that. I, I say I pay. I definitely I definitely have room to improve as far as payment goes. Um, and I blame myself for not pricing correctly at the beginning, right? Because... It can't, yeah, I fell in the whole trap. It's just me, you know, 20 bucks, you know, that's a lot of money, whatever <laughs> right. else. It's not, it's not realistic. So over the years I've realized oh, I gotta, I gotta be able to think proactively. So if I need to raise my price now from, let's just make it easy, $50 to $52 an hour. Well, I'm too late because I need to do that yesterday. Mm-hmm. So now I need to raise it from $50 to $60 just so I can prepare for the future and I can start offering more guys more money or whatever else. Um, but to me, it's, it's a combination of the two. One, you need to be, you need to make a good, a good living. Um, I do take into account, you know, age and experience and, you know, responsibilities that you have. Um, but I do think taking pressure off of them at home, as far as like paying their cell phone bill, paying, you know, all their you know trucks, they're putting gas in it with the company card. Um, there's no truck insurance. There's no truck payment. There's no gas at the fill up. That's a huge benefit. Um, but that also, you know, you need to be accompanied with some some good money as well. Right. Yeah, that's a good point that you said that. And I'm, I'm going to be perfectly candid with all, all of you guys on here because everybody wants to know numbers and all this. To how much you charge for your lawn? How much do you pay your guys? And you know what? It is what it is. I mean, if you're in Virginia, then cool. If you're not, then this might not even apply to you. But regardless, I feel like we all need to, and this is to, this is not to say anything about anyone or whatever. We all have our things. Um, I'm not, I haven't given anyone cell phones or trucks. I think that's a great idea. 
idea. <clears throat> All I've done is just keep, I just keep raising, you know, the, the pay rate for everyone that just to try and get people and keep people. And the only one that that's successfully worked for is the one guy that I've had for three seasons who I was saying before our podcast off, off air, you know, uh, he, I have had a lot of candid conversations with him because I could tell he was getting burned out and he was tired of us going through people and he was tired of just doing everything himself, basically. I mean, not, not really, but you know what I mean? Like when it's just two guys all day, every day, you know, 40 plus hours a week, week after week. And it's been like literally a hundred degrees, like every day for months, right? It's been like a, a unbelievably hot uh, summer here. Normally August is crazy, but it's been like, felt like August and June. And it's just been like that. So we, everyone reached burnout faster. So we'd be in the truck a lot, just the two of us uh, in between people coming and going. And we had these conversations and he, he said, he said exactly what you said about, you know, they have to be able to live, right. They have to be able to have a, a good living or whatever it was that you said. He said the exact same thing. He was like, you know, we should get paid a lot more. You know, I don't understand why we don't get paid more. Like how are we supposed to pay bills? How are we supposed to, you know, you wake up every day or you wake up on Monday and you're like, great, I got this week of whatever I got to do all over again. And I, you know, I can barely even make ends meet and all this stuff. And you know, what he said and the way he said it really, I mean, it frustrated me to a certain extent. I got a little defensive in, in another extent, but then, you know, I started to understand too. Like, I'm like, you know, man. And I was like, so I just was candid with him and said, so if I pay, how much do I have to pay you then for you to basically shut up? Like, uh -huh. I, you know, I didn't say it like that, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, I don't want to hear you complain about pay anymore. Like, I, you know, I was so frustrated at my wits end. Like I was kind of bordering the line of like pushing him over the edge. Like I didn't want him to just quit right then and there. Cause then I would really be screwed, but I was just so frustrated and I could tell he was frustrated. And I was just like, well, how much do I have to pay you? Like, so that you will be happy, you know? And, and he said, I think he said a range. I don't remember what that range was, but, and I said, so, uh, so, if, and, and you would be happy. You, you would show up every day. You would be on time. You would never complain. Cause he used to be always early, never called out. Like I told you off, off air, you know, he like almost cut his tip of his finger off and still showed up for work with it all wrapped up and, and just going, getting after it. I'm like, dude, man, like, and then it just started going downhill. Like just one, one week after another was one problem after another. He was turning into like my worst employee, even though he was like my only employee a lot of the times. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? I could just tell he was getting burned out and all this stuff. And so I was just saying like, so if you, if, if I paid you that no more, you would be on time all the time. You would be energetic. You'd be good to go. No complaining, nothing. And he was like, yeah, I'd do anything for that or whatever he said, something along those lines. And I was like, okay, all right, that's, that's good to know. It's interesting. And I really thought about that and, and, and I just really internalized it. And I realized that he is the best person that I really have at this point. He's the only person I have at this point, you know, but, but still, even through, through the years, people have come and gone. He's always been like that one reliable guy. I and mean, he's not someone that, that I, you know, I have given him more responsibilities. I trained him to be one of my FERT techs. And when I had people, he started, you know, uh, we would be like in the same neighborhood and he'd, I'd have the U-Haul rental and he'd be, you know, uh, um, fertilizing yards after we mowed them and stuff like that. So we could really like, you know, divide and conquer and double up on stuff and I can keep an eye on him and all that. Um, so, I mean, he was doing those kind of things, but I wasn't, you know, he's not necessarily crew leader status necessarily, but he could definitely be a self self person, um, self leading person. But so I, I ultimately gave him $18 an hour. I said, you will never be able to go anywhere else in this, in our, in our area 
and make more than that. As like, a crew member. As, yeah. As, yeah, as, as, as a part-time non-crew leader, yeah. you, you, you are locked in. So you are the, you are the highest paid part-time employee right now. So, and that is to ensure that one, I don't want to hear anything else out of you. And not, I mean, I treat everybody as good as I can. So it's not like I'm saying I'm going to abuse and abuse him, but I mean, I, I don't, don't want to hear you complain about pay. I don't want to hear you complain about anything. Yes, it's hot. I get it. Yes. This, I mean, I got a cooler Gatorade with ice now, like all this stuff. And all of a sudden he completely changed. He was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. You know? And then just last week he was like, and the, cause this is like weeks ago. And just last week he was like, you know, I really am seeing a difference in that pay. Like I actually have some money left over after I pay my bills now. And it, it really feels good. And I, I thought, like, I thought oh. you were going to say, uh, how about 1850? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. But so, so, I mean, um, I don't really know where I was, go I think what I was, because you were saying about making a living, you know, they have to be able to make a living. So I think that's something important that maybe our, our industry as a whole needs to really grasp that concept. I think the days of paying guys nine, 10 bucks an hour and getting away with it and just, you know, getting those extra profits and not charging enough. Yeah are behind us. Like we, you know, if, if we've learned anything from this awful situation with this labor, you know, crisis that, that is the worst it's ever been for a lot of reasons. And it doesn't, you know, like I said, it's affecting everyone, not just our industry, but if we've learned anything, it's, we need to make sure we're pricing correctly, know our numbers, keep raising our rates and pay our guys and girls pay our team what they're worth, pay them a good rate. It doesn't, it doesn't mean everyone has to make 18 bucks an hour. That's a lot. I, I'm not saying pay your guys 18 bucks. I have one guy now, he's making 18 bucks an hour and he just kills it all day, every day. You know, he only works a few days now because he's back in college, but I know now that I can rely on him. I know that he looks forward to coming to work. I know that he appreciate, he knows that I appreciate the mess out of him now and that he knows that he's the high. So he, he just kind of has like a, an extra spring in his step now, you know, and, and, and that's, I guess that's what we needed. So if there's anything that we can learn from this is to try and find whatever that is for us, it doesn't have to be 18 bucks an hour, but if we're paying our guys 12 or 13, maybe that's 16, you know, whatever it is, uh, challenge yourselves, challenge each other to, to raise our industry. Cause that's going to make us charge more and it's going to make us find better people that are will that are willing to do this kind of work because now they can make a living because they're getting paid enough. Yeah. You know, minimum wage went up, like all these things, like we have to be able to, to stay ahead of this and, and be successful. So I, th I think that is critical, but I also like what you're t saying about, you know, cell phones and trucks and things like that. I think that's very, um, uh, very, very long, forward thinking. Well, those are, you know, as I would say, benefits, right? I'm missing the big one, health insurance, <laughs> which right. is well, something that, yeah. you know, yeah. retirement, all that stuff. Right. Trust me, it is on my radar, you know, taking care of my guys. I, it's definitely something that, that keeps me up at night. Um, and we're going to be there. We're going to get there anyways. Um, but the most important thing and the reason why I meet with my guys every morning, like I rarely miss a, me a morning meeting is, you know, keeping a pulse on the company and the employees. I don't do morning meetings to go over, you know, whatever the thought of the day or right. talk about the weather report or right. whatever else I go morning meetings so I can look all my guys in the eye. I can see where their heads are at. I can see who's got their head down. I can see who's a little quieter than usual. I can see who's not smiling. And then I pull them aside. I'm always pulling guys aside. Hey, how's it going? How are we doing this and that? So on and so forth. One-on-one -on -one talks. Even if you're not a crew leader, I'll give you a call. Hey, how's it going today? How are you guys doing? Whatever else. You got to stay on top of them. Um, I think that's, again, the modesty factor will come to play, but I think that's a big part of being part of a team and enjoying where they work. You know, if I have a good guy that I like and I lose him because of money, 
I completely failed that one. Right. That's on me. If I, if, if resentment has formed where I'm not paying him enough, then, and it gets to a point where he wants to leave because of that, that's a huge problem that I missed two months ago, three months ago, which is unacceptable in my mind. And that's such a controllable thing. That's the last thing you want somebody to leave you for, right? Yeah, exactly. Every, every three months we do our quarterly reviews. It's basically like a job interview to my current employees. We, we go over everything. I have them, I have them pick dodgeball teams as if they're picking a team in, in school. And I say, Hey, who's your top? Who's, you know, where do you fall? If you, if you were to go and pick your perfect landscaping crew with the guys that work here, you know, where would you fall? What do we need to improve? Where have you improved since the time before? What can I do to make your job better? Where do I need to improve? Um, all those kind of things. It's a, it's, you know, it's as we've grown, it's become a bigger deal because I have a lot of these to sit through and it takes, I, I sit there an hour, you know, we're talking for a while. Um, but it's important to really get that feel every every three months at the minimum to have that formal setting where we're sitting down and really going over things. But that's not enough time. You can't do it every three months. You got to be doing it regularly. You have right. to be staying on top of them. By the time you get to three months, you should already know. Like it's yeah. just kind of like a formality follow up. You should be doing stuff throughout the, the my retail management days. That was like the thing. Like by those reviews, it shouldn't. Nothing should be a surprise yeah. when it comes to those quarterly reviews. Basically, is is, is what I'm saying. You, so. you, you got to you know as a the big part of you know the difference between you know being a leader and just owning a business it's the biggest jump is you need to ma- be able to learn to manage a lot of different personalities. None of my guys are the same and I even have brothers on the team, um, but they're two different people. Uh, Jacob and Tony, I they couldn't, they're very similar. Sure. I mean, they're brothers, but personality wise, you know, different people. hundred percent. Oh, they're brothers. They're, they're, brothers. Not your, they're not your no, brothers. Not my brother. Sorry. <laughs> gotcha. um, but I can't talk to Tony the same way I can talk to Jacob. Yeah. Right. Jacob is, uh, he's more of a, I can tell him straight how it is. Look him in the eye, say this, Tony have to be a little bit more, you know, delicate of how I approach it because he takes it so personally, which I, right. I love. Right. You know, he takes it to heart when he messes up, he feels it. And, that, and I just, so I can't handle them the same way. And that goes for all my guys. They're all different. I need to approach things differently and, um, and, you know, treat them as individuals, which takes up a lot of my time. Um, but it's important. It's the most important thing I can do is retention and making sure everyone's happy and doing well. If, if my guy's coming tomorrow and, and I've never had to do this, but I would, and hopefully they're not listening, <laughs> but if they all come in tomorrow and just say, you know, Hey, we're just not feeling it. It's a beautiful sunny day. We had a rain day yesterday. All right, guys, what do you want to do? You know, let's, let's take a mental health day. We went and played paintball a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was I a lot, saw that that was a lot of Instagram, fun. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know, re- I think, even more important than hiring is retention. Yeah. And I, you know, that one that left me recently was, is probably the, the biggest hurt in my entire career was seeing him leave. Cause it was unexpected to me. Mm. Um, that was a tough one to see go. Yeah. He was a good employee. Sure. He made some mistakes and I think, um, that's what kind of set him off that last time. And I took it hard. I went to his house, you know, cause he, he didn't have a phone. I drove, yeah. drove up there and just like, you know, didn't talk, you know, he wasn't there, whatever, left a business card and, you know, whatever else, just, it was, you know, I I don't like being caught off guard and it's not about losing employees and like feeling like, oh, we can't get the work done. It's what did I do? What did I, how did I fail? How do I need to improve to, you know, to get better? Right. So for sure. Yeah. And and then I felt that way too, with similar, uh, other similar situations. And, um, we kind of become personally invested in these people too, especially, you know, when, 
smaller businesses like, like ourselves. Um, so yeah, I, I get that for sure. Um, so what, what are your, what are your plans? And you, so you kind of hired some more people and we're going into the winter or we're going into fall first and then winter. Well, we're technically in fall, I think today, yeah. right? First day I, I of autumn that, today. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, so we're, we're, we're starting into fall and then going into winter. So what, what are some of your goals and plans for that? Excited for leaf season coming, right? Yeah. So I'm going to take a different approach with leaves this year. Um, I always feel like I make the core of my, you know, the most of my money, in the, in the growing season. So basically from, let's say March 1st through October 31st is when my numbers are always, I have the best profit margins. And then November, December, even though we do a lot of volume in leaves, I just, I'm not happy with, you know, there's some weeks where we're way too close to breaking even, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. sure. A blower went down as my, as my dad tells me, you know, you know, I would make excuses and say, Oh, we had a blower break last week. There's always going to be something that breaks. You got to have that already built into your budget. Right. Um, yeah, it's great, great advice. Cause it made me think like, yeah, I'm always going to be buying new blowers or weed eaters or whatever else. I can't use that as an excuse of why we didn't do good this week. Like, right. no, maybe if a whole setup got stolen, knock on wood, hopefully right. that never happens. But, um, no, if something goes down, we still need to be able to make things work. So right. definitely, you know, I raised my prices earlier this season thinking, you know, just knowing things are changing, knowing that I need to just be. I'm, I'm turning down too much business. I'm too far booked out to be charging what I'm charging, right? I need to be not as far booked out and making a lot more money in the jobs that we're doing. So I changed that price. And I think, um, I'll throw you a shout out to the long care leaders podcast so with Britain, um, yeah. Zach over there. They helped me, uh, you know, look at my pricing and make sure, you know, I raised it from, I raised it by about $12 a man hour. And just, just, you know what? Over, overnight just said, Every new job we do, we're going to, when I bid it, I'm not going to go off of, let's just say $20. I'm going to go off of $30, a huge difference, um, per man hour. And it really, I started seeing those jobs starting in around July because we were so booked out and it just mulching. I'll tell mulch price, you know, for Richmond. Get the first look at what's new from Toro at GIE. They've got a new lineup of battery products, new gas equipment enhancements, and new business management software to streamline your workday. Stop by, walk around, and demo what's new in Toro's booths at GIE. I think I started off, when I started my business five years ago, I think I was charging $75 a yard installed. Then I went up to 85, 87, 50, 92, 50, you know, here, or there done. I'm 110. You know, if you want us to mulch your yard, it's $110 installed, just simple, easy mulch. If there's anything kind of added to it, it's a different story. But if you're not happy with that's perfectly fine. It's no hard feelings whatsoever. There's a whole bunch of landscaping companies out here. But if you want me to show up, if you want me to put time on my calendar for where my skilled guys are actually going to show up and do the work, this is the price which is allowing me to build those margins in there and, you know, pay my guys more at the end of the day, you know, keep them around, get, you know, get better guys, not better guys than what I currently have, but better from the applicant pool that I've been choosing from. Right. Um, so that's my goal for the, the fall leaf season is going to be, I, I just raised it again. I did $12 earlier in the year. I did another five. Um, I want to go into this leaf season and just say, Hey, these leaves fall four weeks out of the year. Right. Mm, yeah. That's basically, that's all it is. Yeah. If you want me there now. Right. 
Well, okay. There's a premium price attached to that. Yeah, it's four um, weeks worth. It's four weeks. <laughs> four foot's four X right there. So <laughs> I'm just, you know, there's no more Not Mr. Nice any Guy with you want to yeah. wait. Yeah. So last year, yeah, last year again, we were, you know, going out there. The best thing I ever did was minimums, you know. You can't just go out to a person's yard for forty bucks during leaves. And you just right. I don't care if there's only two leaves on the ground. If we're going to spend our money to get there, right? There's going to be a minimum that's you know well over a hundred dollars for us to be there. Um, if you're not okay with it, again, perfectly fine. There are a bunch of people you can call. I remember my first leaf job I ever did. I charged eighty dollars for the entire yard. It took me and a friend eight hours together. So 16 man hours. Wow. So, you, so, so you paid them to oh, clean 100%. up their yard. <laughs> and I'll never forget the customer asked, you know, if we wanted another $20 or something like that. And I said, no, you know, this is what we agreed on. So on and so forth. I was, I think it was a middle school. Yeah. Um, and that was a life lesson for me. Right. You know, you live and learn. That's that how happens with leaves. <laughs> I've got leaves. my stories for sure. Um, so that's my first, you know, the first stretch is going to be that. And then, you know, winter, we're going to have, about four weeks of slow time, but I don't, I don't know if we will. I'm, I'm thinking this year we may not have any slow time. Um, why is that work? Or are you going to have a work. lot of, um, non billable work that needs to get done? Like that maintenance? Too. maintenance. Sure. We have a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, just keep me you know, creating new procedures. I want to do more classroom sessions in the winter time with my core guys, you know, just like, Hey, this is how I want things to be done a little differently next year. You know, training wise, service autopilot, there should be more stuff they should know how to do in there, um, things like that. But yeah, work. I mean, when you, you know, we're my Rolodex every year, as we say, that email list that I send out just keeps growing and growing and growing. So last year, I think at the end of the year, last year, going into the winter, we send out like, hey, you know, it's winter time. Anyone needs anything? So on and so forth. I don't know. I, I think it was, um, oh, this is a big change for me. Sorry. I'm, I'm sidetracked. <laughs> That's fine. But all the leads that I used to get, I wouldn't put into service autopilot. I, I couldn't keep up with them. Like if you call me and we're too busy or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know who you are in five minutes. Right. Completely forgot. But now with a, with a part-time admin, she's, she's keeping all those leads. So anyone that we couldn't do because of scheduling couldn't do for whatever reason or not, they're getting our aeration email. They're getting our leaf email. So we've seen just a huge increase of people that have already reached out to us before. Now that we have their information, they are now on our marketing list and that's, that's huge, you know? So, um, sorry, that was on a tangent. (laughs) So yeah, I think, I think we'll have a lot of work in the winter. I'm, you know, I'm hoping so at least, and then mulch will start in February. What kind of work in the winter? Like still leaves or pruning or just cleanups or what? Cleanups, odds and ends. Um, we've gotten to a point where we have a decent amount of premium customers that have us come. Just um, to be on their property every week to make sure it looks nice. We do about once every three weeks in the winter time with those premium customers. Last year we had forty of them. This year I'm assuming we'll. So have, there's enough yeah, to kind of rotate them through all the weeks. To so do about a, busy enough. About a three days a week every three weeks. Um, so we did that twice last year before we started. You know, so that was you know in a six week period. Two of those weeks because we only do three days a week during that that off season because you know snow or wetness. You know just, right. There's just not a whole, there's not a whole lot more than yeah. three good days exactly. in a week. If yeah. it rains, you know, on a Monday, it's, you're it's done. Good yeah. luck. You know, yeah, maybe you'll see it on a Friday. mushy frozen mess. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that takes, that takes the cake right there, but there's just always, you know, tree limb falls down this or right. that. Um, yeah, we do have, I don't know. I think I want to, I think I want to say we have 
two weeks already booked up during that time, just from customers that I've pushed off little things that we don't normally do like uh, alleyway, just want some extra gravel added into their alley. Sure. They're going to pay this price by all means. So you've um, done gravel before, huh? I, I hate, hate, we all hate gravel. Everyone <laughs> in my crew hates work with rocks, river rocks, gravel. We do not touch it. We're not good at it, whatever else. But if it's a current customer, it's a little tiny. I always say this, and I'm sure if my guys hear this, they're just like, no, don't do it. Because um, I always underestimate how much we need. <laughs> and then we have to go back and get more. Uh, and it's always just a disaster. But it keeps yeah. keeps us busy. You know, it gives right. us something to do. You put it in the dump trailer and like have it half cocked and have like the, the, the thing unlashed and kind of have it dribble. I think uh, C&I did that with his dump his dump truck. He, that would he be had awesome. it down pat, man. I was like, whoa. Was, that would be awesome it. if I thought about it properly. <laughs> but then when, I, when you get to the job and you're right. like, there's no way we're going to back in here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Pull out the wheelbarrows. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess we're I guess we're shoveling. Um, now nah, it's it's usually the river rock that's always the problem. Or you get a mulch mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know down the road I would be very interested in the trailer setup. Yeah, like I was going to say, but that's a dump mate actually because you can't put the mulch mate on a regular dump trailer. You have to actually get the yeah. dump trailer that they have. I like that for the mulch mate because it raises up. It's on hydraulics and it's just all custom built to be able to have a mulch mate. And you can have the extension in the on the tongue there, so you can actually put your a mower on there That's with the I cart mate. I yeah. mean, you just go all out and put a whole bunch of wheelbarrows there. If you want. I think you can strap those on the side. Or, I mean, they go all out. You can really have a mulching machine right yeah. there if you get the dump mate with the mulch mate on the back of the dump trailer. That's specifically for the mulch mate. So. And for anybody, you know, when you start keeping track of your numbers, I remember when the mulch mate came out and I saw that price tag. Let's, I, don't quote me whatsoever. Let's just say it was like 30,000. Yeah, let's just say 30,000. Yeah. I remember thinking, I remember just like, you know, chuckling to yourself. Like, <laughs> Who's going to pay that? that? Like, what are you doing? about? You can't about? keep them in stock, yeah. man. These guys know the deal. The, the word's out. <laughs> yeah. But when I just looked at, when I do my numbers as simple as just getting a dump trailer and you look at the efficiency that is involved with that. And I look at my guys breaking their backs, shoveling this mall. It's, it's yeah, sure we can do it. We're men, right. Or, you know, women, we strong, you know, you get to bragging, right. Oh, I just shoveled 10 yards out of that trailer. I'm good to go. They go home. Wheezing, yeah. You know, then, did you say go home wheezing? Yeah, just, one of my guys got a hernia last year. Oh, gosh. Um, it just, you know, pulled, pulled oh, I guess, man. a muscle, whatever it is, you know, just shoveling uh, rocks, actually. Yeah. Oh, but um, no, that's definitely something that, I've, that I would be interested in getting um, because, you know, our business model is maintenance and we do a lot of mulch. Um, I know that we've crossed over the 800-yard marker and considering how small we are, we're not a crazy big company, but that's a lot of mulch for us, you know, and as we continue to grow, it's only going to get more, it's going to get more and yeah. more. Um, so that's definitely something that I'm considering down the road for sure. Um, hopefully we'll have some in stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have taken you up on the cart, man. I, I need to get uh, a hitch thing put on one of my mowers so I can borrow that thing from you at some point. But my issue, and this is why the trailer intrigues me is get, you know, I don't logistically, how are you going to do both? How are you yeah. going to do both? You know, you bring two trucks and trailer setups and all that. Yeah. That's why he created the dump mate with all these things that people, it's yeah. like a, 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 a bottleneck for most people that are like, ah, it's just not like, I can't, well, here, I just create, I just built this. Well, yeah. he didn't build it. He worked with a trailer company. It was like, he designed it and they built it. He's like, here we go. In the early, in from February to let's say March 20th, that's when, sure, you can take two crews. You can take two setups to the mulch jobs, knock them out, whatever else. But once that season starts, once the growing season starts, right. 
you don't have 10 guys on a mulch job anymore. No, right. you're back down. Every, everyone's going out. Grass is your top priority. You got to get, you know, right. And I know that's your philosophy. You get all your mulching done before that. Starts. Yeah. But for us, we're, we're mulching through August. You know, we're, we're still going. And, um, and why is that? Because people are like, what is, are, are, are people just contacting you or do you just have it contracted that way? Or like there are three. So there's in my mind, there's three. Uh, so I'll answer that question first. COVID, I think is why we've mulched so late these past two years, mm. the housing market, selling and buying. People want to put the house in the market. Hey, can you come and freshen up our mulch? They want to, they just bought a house that didn't get freshened up. Hey, can you come and freshen <laughs> up our mulch. Right. I think that was a big, a big issue right there is why we've, you know, seen it go so late into the summer months. Mm. Um, so that was people contacting you and stuff that late into the, into the August is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, but when I, when I talk to customers about mulching, I say there's three different philosophies of when to mulch. And this all goes into the spring mulch rush. You have the customers that we like that are, hey, let's beat the weeds, right? We're going to put down your mulch in early or February, early March. Uh, we'll put down a pre-emergent with it. You know, we're going to start a nice fresh slate to start the season off. So when anything pops up that we don't want, we can stay on top of it right away. Mm. That's my selling point. That's the ideal time. Do people listen to me? No. Yes, we get a lot. That's when we book up a lot with that. Right. But of course, March 20th, first, you know, sunny day of the year, all the way through about May 1st, everyone wants their mulch done. It has to be done right now. Well, by that time, if you're not on my email list already, good luck. But that's the prime time. Yeah. And that's when you should be charging your prime cost. Like if I was a smart man, I would only book three days of mulch in April and, you know, with my current customers and just leave two days knowing that I could charge twice as much to somebody who wants it to has a party coming up yeah. and they didn't get it booked and everyone's booked out forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can do it. If it's $200 a yard installed. <laughs> no. Nice. Um, yeah. But I don't know if I can morally do that, but <laughs> then you have the third people, which are the ones that wait for the pollen. And that's a surprisingly a big one. Mm-hmm. So they, you, the, the people that have been in their yard, their house for quite a while, and they know that all that pollen is going to fall in early May. And once like May 15th rolls around, they want to be on the schedule because they want to just cover up all that pollen. Their mulch isn't covered. I mean, we've been to properties. I'm sure you've seen them Yeah, where you do a beautiful mulch job. And literally before you leave, there's just broccoli pollen just coating, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, you know, the mulch. And it's like, yeah, okay, that doesn't look very good, but right. uh, here's your bill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I, th- I feel like those are the three philosophies as when to mulch. After that, it's really up to you. I mean, we can we keep going. I don't recommend customers mulching after August because then it's like, hey, leaves are coming around the corner. If you have us do your leaves, we're going to be taking half this mulch with us. Yeah. We're going to try not to. We're going to try to blow right, it back but it's in. It's fresh mulch. Yeah. There's really no hope there. It's loose. Yeah. You know, it's not compacted in. So um, I always, I try, I, I recommend to customers, they wait until the spring, you know. I probably have, I don't know, $5,000 in mulch jobs already booked for February just for mm-hmm. new customers that we picked up this year in August and September who want to get mulch. And I was like, hey, we'll put you on the schedule for next season. We'll start you off early, start you fresh. Because I, I like mulching early. That way, when my guys start mowing there, anything that doesn't belong, we know to stay on top of. Uh, pulling, spraying, whatever else. But mm. um, Yeah. Well, thank you very much for uh, coming out here this uh, rainy day-ish, kind of, you know? <laughs> and um, uh, really uh, 
really uh, just spelling a lot of things out and, and investing some time. And we, we went over a lot of things here. We talked about your dump trailer setup, kind of beginning of the, of the, of the first episode and, and now and ramp rack and employees and staffing. That was a big chunk there. That was a lot of good, a lot of good back and forth there. And then rounding up your winter goals. And again, you know, those of you that don't know, we are in central Virginia, you know, Richmond, Virginia area and surrounding areas there. So that's kind of like, um, you know, give you some perspective of our weather and you know we can't really count on snow we don't get a whole lot of snow but it's too cold for the grass to grow and so kind of winter is kind of one of those weird transition we're in the transition zone in the country so it's just kind of a weird thing there's not a whole lot of stuff going on in lawn and landscape you know kind of like that real like hardcore like like january is like the worst month it's like okay what do we do now you know let's catch up on whatever we can possibly think of you know type deal but up until then it's like leaves and there might be some stragglers in january um but then then we kind of hit the ground running back in February, try and get these mulch jobs knocked out, some pruning, whatever. I'm putting down pre-emergent, all that kind of stuff, whatever you got going on. So that just put things into perspective for um, Charles's winter plans and, and goals. And I have some similar ones too, but I don't have as many accounts and as many crews or employees as you. So <laughs> it's a little more low key for me. So I, I think I'll be kind of riding into this winter a little bit um, less than what I did last year and just kind of recover from uh, it's been a this, long year. This, this crazy year. Yeah. But I'll be going to the GIE plus expo. So that'll be fun. Are you going this year? I, I am not as of right now. Uh, um, have you ever gone yet? Never gone. Gosh, I'd love to. I mean, that's just, I feel like I'd be a kid in a candy shop. Um, just walking Pretty around. Much. I've, you know, there's a lot of guys I idolize, yourself included out there who I've, who I've watched grow on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that, who I just, you know, would enjoy to see and talk to or whatever else. And of course the equipment and, and everything else. But um, it's a tough time. I know it's like, you know, it's a good, it's a good, at first I was like, why would they do that at this time of year? But it makes sense when it is. Um, I can't really think of a better time <laughs> right. you know, to do it. Yeah. Uh, it's not perfect, but it makes sense. Um, but no, I would love to be able to get out there and I should have just done it this year. Um, yeah, you got to maybe give some of the guys some, some days off yeah. and, 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 you know, maybe, you know, get a little bit of work done. Like, you know, like your main guy that you can trust to just do everything or whatever, like certain amount of things so that you're not completely shutting down productivity or you can just, I mean, like I know Brian ring, he sends out, you know, good old uh, ring a ding ring lawn care up there in Minnesota. He shuts the whole week down and tells all of his customer, like all hundreds of, cu- of maintenance, lawn maintenance customers that they have commercial and residential. We're not working, you know, we're taking a, a work, a work, uh, trip or whatever retreat or whatever he calls it. You know, once a year we do this. So that's we'll, really we'll, cool. Con- we'll be back in service next week. And then, then everybody and he takes all the guys with him, and he just has a good old shindig down there. They, they like rent a house, you know, down that's there awesome. and have a good old time. So that, that could be some employee morale too. Seriously. That's it's obviously cool. an investment. Cause I mean, you know, they flew down, so that's even more expensive for Minnesota, but we, we can drive down, but that's still a hike, you know, especially if you got a lot of guys, you know, nine, 10 hour yeah. <laughs> drive down there, but still maybe you can have your key guys or something, but just, just some food for thought there. Talk about some, um, uh, uh, employee incentives or, you know, Absolutely. things like that for sure. You know, that's a great idea. Um, so maybe um, we'll see you next year. Then. <laughs> well, you won't because you'll be here covering my accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, I appreciate it. Naylor. Thanks for having me on. Um, big shouts, all my guys, of course, for, uh, for helping us out and sticking with it this year. Um, obviously couldn't do it without them. So big thank you there. Sounds good, man. Thank you, and I will uh, catch you out in the out in the uh, the field there, out out on the lawn. Is <laughs> what they say. <laughs>
Man, I thoroughly enjoyed Naylor's interview with Stepping Stone Landscaping. Great job, Charles Nelson. Quick reminder, if you're at GIE, be at B103, Ballroom B103, Friday morning to be a part of the live audience for the Influencers Podcasting event. That features Sean and Savannah Spencer, Alan Hain, Jason Creel, Corey Ballard, Paul Jamison, Caleb Allman, and of course, Naylor Taliaferro. And when you see the rookie, here's what I want you to do. Congratulate him on 20 years of marriage to his beautiful wife, Gabrielle. Hey, congratulations from Mr. Producer. Thanks for letting me hang out with you guys for a few days. Make sure you are following the show by tapping the icon on your app. That way you'll never miss an episode of the LCR Media Podcast. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So... At four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable. It's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.